Hey, welcome to the Connect, Grow, Multiply podcast. My name is Michael Gossett, and the one and only Todd Hamans is with us today. Todd, how are you doing? Doing well. Thank you for having me. Uh, Todd serves as our discipleship pastor here at Green Acres, so he is all things discipleship, uh, birth through... What Senior adults. Senior adults. I was going to say right. birth through death. I don't think that's appropriate. Some people say uh, womb to the tomb. <laughs> I don't think any of that is okay. But we, we, uh, uh, Especially yeah. as we are kicking off our Christmas season. That's right. Uh, we want to talk about life because right. uh, Jesus, the fact that he came, has given us life. That's exactly All right. right. Uh, but before we get into that, um, Todd, I do want to ask just a couple of personal questions. Okay, great. Are you ready for this? Can't wait. Okay. Uh, I want to. I want you to tell us what are your favorite, or what is your favorite holiday tradition? Hmm. Christmas. Just one, or can I name a few? No, nah, go for, go okay. for a few. Just go for it because you're just gonna make us be curious now. Sure. Yeah. Christmas traditions, holiday traditions. Um, I really love Christmas food. You know, I think about what is the difference between Christmas food and yeah. Thanksgiving. Food? So, uh, my grandmother was a sweet Southern lady who baked from Mississippi. Mississippi. All right. I knew that because your mom's from Mississippi also. Uh, She would only make certain types of Christmas cookies. Okay. I can't wait to figure this out. Cheese straws. You ever have a cheese straw? Delicious. From the South. You get it. (laughs) I've not heard about a cheese straw in quite some time. You know, you drink a little eggnog. Do you know how to make cheese straws? I have the recipe. I've never attempted. This is the. Year, this is though. it. Let's do it. This is the year. Next, come back next week. We're gonna. We'll give you a report. We're gonna do a little cheese straw instruction. It's gonna be great. I can't wait. All right. Um, you right. just promised us to do something. I don't yeah. know if I'm in. I'm in, but you in. are. Okay. Okay. Uh, so food. Yeah. Is yeah. Great food. Man. Um, what was the main? Can I just ask? What was the main dish of the food? Okay. Right, we talked about cheese so, straw. Christmas Eve, we would do. Two different things. We would do chili and gumbo. Okay. Okay. Christmas Day was typically like ham, all the traditional sides, that kind of stuff. Okay. So can I just share this? Absolutely. Because uh, Todd and I both are Southeast boys. Mm-hmm. All right. Grew up in the Southeast. That's right. Um, and so traditions here in Texas are a little bit different. That's true. All right. And people make fun of me. You know what? We had every Christmas Eve. All right, my grandparents would come over, my cousins, yeah. every Christmas Eve. You know what we would have? I, I don't. Why don't you tell me? <laughs> we'd have meatloaf okay, and collard greens. Oh, collard greens, yeah. But we'd also have green beans. Yeah. And we would also have uh, a little bit of dessert okay. stuff. Yeah. Uh, but always we would have, oh, man, what is the name of that? Water, Watergate salad. Okay. Have you ever had Watergate no, salad? No. All right. If anybody knows about Watergate salad, all right, my mom makes the best Watergate salad. Watergate salad. All right. And you just got to eat around the pineapples. That's what it's called? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. It sounds like something yeah. Nixon did. Was, um, it, was it called Waldorf salad? <laughs> no, okay. no, no, no. It was Watergate. Okay. Watergate. Yeah. I'm going to ask my mom as soon as we're done with so this. I'm like going to confirm. It was but like a Nixon scandal. It, it, was, not, it, was, it was not scandalous. Okay. It, was, uh, it was like. Uh, marshmallows and pineapples, okay, and like a yeah. green pudding. Pudding, Not, but the thing is, is you can't put a G on the on the end of it. <laughs> no, it but the, it wasn't. It, was it wasn't a pudding. No, it's like a Cool Whip. Yeah, even better. It's getting worse. All right, yes. but we're moving on. Yeah. All right, so that was your food thing. All right, love love that man. Going and seeing Christmas lights—that's always a blast. Loading up the kids in the car, mm-hmm. driving around town—that's um, always fun. 
um, one thing that I really love to do is make um, decorating the tree like an event. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's easier just to put the kids to bed and Yeah, because this year you had your elf hat and your elf ears That's on. That's right. We did that. Yeah. That's right. Um, but, yeah, just taking time, slowing down, taking time to do certain things and making it special. So yeah. whether it's, uh, lo- you know, lighting and hanging ornaments on the tree Riding around town, looking at lights, just spending a lot of family time. Yeah, that's some of our favorite. uh, favorite, (laughs) Excuse Mm -hmm. me, favorite family stuff. What else? uh, Do you have any other specifics? Um, let's see. As far as traditions, uh, I'll I'll tell you, and and this is not because I work at the church. Sure, but I'm being dead serious. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know what our one of our favorite traditions is? What's that? Coming to the Christmas Eve service. It's the best. I love it so much. My kids love it. Uh, doing the candle yeah. service, the candle Lord's light, Supper. Yeah. I love a candlelight service. Oh, man, it's so um, great. It's always fun. I almost wish, like, why don't we do one on St. Patrick's Day or Fourth <laughs> of July? No, that would take away from Fourth of July would special. be good, yeah, to uh, light up. But, the, man, I'm with you. The older I get, yeah. oh, my gosh, candlelight service and, is the best. And it's just always just so good to just be together. Absolutely. It, it, it makes you slow down. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, that's, there, that's really what it what it does for absolutely. us. Absolutely. When you were a kid, do you have like a favorite memory from Christmas? Oh, man. Um, like so I, not to sound like the Christmas story or anything, but I do remember the year that I got my first BB gun. Yeah. And I was so excited. I think I was like six. It was a Red Rider. It was a Red No. Yeah. It was a Red Rider. Yeah. And then I got a Daisy airsoft gun. It was it more you powerful. Okay. You know, you that. could pump that bad boy like twelve BBs times, or pellets in it. and that would go through a squirrel in no time. Yeah, I mean, it was very violent. So good. Can't believe my parents let me just walk around with that thing. Um, but the South. Uh, I remember that. What about you? Favorite memory? Gosh, um, you know, I, I could go down the the receiving gifts thing, which yeah. you know, I got a Sega Genesis one year. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Got a Super Nintendo one year, you know all those fun things. I think if if uh, I allow a little nostalgia to to come out, one of my favorite things, and now I I try to do this with my kids is um, about a week before Christmas starts, uh, we'll look at the nativity scene, right? Yeah, and every night uh, I'll share the story of Christmas, but from the perspective. Now, did your parents do this with yeah, you? Yeah, okay, my mom and okay. dad would yeah, do cool. this. And so, um, as a as a kid, I remember sitting around. My dad would tell the story of of Christmas through the nativity scene from the perspective of whoever it was. So uh, he would, you know, give Joseph's perspective or Mary's perspective or even the donkey's perspective. I remember him being like, "Oh, yeah," but it was important that the donkey was there, you know. And he would do that, and so That's that was cool, a lot of fun, yeah. and it was really cute. So with with little kids. Uh, I've tried to mimic that. So yeah, that's fun. Uh, that's that's a that's a cool uh, memory. Yeah, I need to incorporate that. We read the the story together every Christmas Eve. Yeah, um, but I need to add sto- that. which story <laughs> the birth of Christ. Okay. The only that's story. Good. Okay, good to know. Um, so we, okay, yeah. let's. Uh, I, I was going to ask you this. Okay. Um, but we've we've kind of moved on from it. But yeah. I, I still want to ask it. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite Christmas song? Gosh. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this in two ways. I'm gonna answer this with I have a favorite Christmas hymn. We're on a faith based podcast, that's so right. you have to yeah, that's a good point. Give us something Christmas hymn first, which is 
Away in a Manger. Oh, man. I love Away in a Manger. It's slow, oh, but it's good. But it's a classic. It's a classic. People it's a good know one. it. Uh, my kids know it already. They're three years old. They already know the song. It's great. However, um, man, Blue Christmas by Elvis. It's a great song. Wow, man. I don't know if we can talk about Elvis yeah. on this podcast. That is right. very scandalous. Yeah. What about you? Favorite um, song? Ariana Grande. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm joking. Yeah, uh, that would be funny though, yeah. wouldn't it? Um, so my favorite Christmas song is, I know this is so probably cheesy, mm-hmm. but Silent Night. Yeah. It really is. It's great. Um, that's uh, especially at our candlelight service. It is. Just, and best. I know I keep going there, but I'm, yeah. I'm serious, man. It's like my, it is the highlight of the year uh, with our church family together. So many tears in that moment. <laughs> You know? <laughs> I'm trying to uh, like lead and uh, not be all sappy, but uh, it's a yeah. special moment. I love seeing my family there doing that. But right. do you know what the the best selling song of all time is? Best selling song or Christmas song? No, Which one? song. Song. Yeah, uh, you're going to be shocked. Probably at this. a Beatles song, but Christmas song wise, Beatles had a couple Christmas songs. Hmm. It's not rocking around the Christmas tree, is it? No. Okay. What is it? That's not even the top 50. No? So you know the top 50. Like you know I don't. I don't. I just said that to mess with you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> we want to be about truth on this podcast. Right. but So Absolutely. I don't know that for sure. Sure. Uh, but it's not in the top five. five. <laughs> it's not in the top 10. Sure. I know that. For sure. Yeah. Uh, but you know what the top song is of all time? What's that? White Christmas. Mm-hmm. By the old Mr. Bing. Old Bing Crosby. Isn't that crazy? All right. Can you sing it for us? You have a good voice. Uh, No, I don't. I can't. I would never do that. Okay. Uh, I I love the Home Alone version. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. screams. Where's your brute? We should have put Ah, him up here. Yeah. Skin bracer. So when you think of all these traditions, when you think of Christmas season, Mm -hmm. and as we are kind of realigning, aligning, our hearts toward Christmas. And uh, you and I both know that, listen, even in church, um, we get so distracted by everything that's going on. Absolutely. What is a passage, a go-to passage for you personally that you just go back to that just kind of draws you back into what Christmas really is about? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, it's funny. We're we're coming off of the uh, Thanksgiving time, Hills of Thanksgiving, we just had Black Friday and Cyber Monday and all these things. Busyness is in the air for sure. Um, people are running around, running errands, getting everything set up for Christmas, and yeah. so it's a super busy time. And and um, you know, there's a lot of great scripture about um, the birth of Jesus, um, the coming Christ, and one that that always speaks to me, especially in this time when. You know, you can feel a little stress. Yeah. And you can feel uh, even at at certain times disheartened. Like, oh my gosh, how yeah, am I going to get sure. all these things done? I feel yeah. overwhelmed. All these things. Yeah. Um, and it's it's just uh, the prophecy that comes from Isaiah nine. And so, if you'd like, I'll, I'll read that. Yeah, um, let's do it. And let's let's just talk about that a little bit. Isaiah nine says, nevertheless. The gloom of the distressed land will not be like that of the former times when he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will bring honor to the way of the sea, to the land 
east of the Jordan and to Galilee of the nations. Then verse 2 says this, this is awesome. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. A light has dawned on those living in the land of darkness. Mm. And you have enlarged the nation and increased its joy. The people have rejoiced before you as they rejoice at harvest time and as they rejoice when dividing spoils. For you have shattered their oppressive yoke and the rod on their shoulders, the staff of their oppressor, just as you did on the day of Midian. For every trampling boot of battle and the bloody garments of war will be burned as fuel for the fire. And then I love this, verse 6. For a child will be born for us, a son will be given to us, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Mm. And so, yeah, when I think about um, Christmas time, uh, I think about the hope of Jesus. Um, I love in verse 2 uh, when Isaiah references light, uh, he says that, um, you know, people have seen a great light, and then he says, a light has dawned. Yeah. Uh, that's huge. And then he talks about joy and how we can rejoice. And all of that is leading up to verse six, because who is the light? Who is the person that brings joy? Who is joy? And it's Jesus. He's the child who is born. He's a wonderful counselor and so on. Yeah. And so uh, we can celebrate. And so when we do things like um, light that candle on Christmas Eve or in just a few days when we uh, do a Christmas tree lighting, we're not doing it just because, oh, that's just another fun fun thing. There, there's symbolism behind that. Yeah. We're, we're lighting that Christmas tree, right? We're, we're lighting those those candles on Christmas Eve because that gives reference to, to Jesus as being the great light of the world. Yeah. You know, I love um, I love that reference because, you know, this is what we're preaching through, yeah. you know, through until December 25th. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's exactly what we're talking about. We're talking about in verse one, you see just this almost this sense of desperation. Yeah. And and because the king is coming, they have this sense of hope mm-hmm. that okay, we don't understand exactly uh, what's going on because uh, I mean, what what is this 700 years before That's right. I mean Jesus is even born. That's right. And um and and it's almost like the prophet Isaiah is saying, he's saying, listen, I know that you're experiencing this tragedy. I know you're experiencing this um, this sorrow, and you're in the midst of desperation, but have hope because the King is coming. Absolutely. Like, have hope because the Messiah, the one that we have all been promised, the one that we are all longing for is coming. So you have hope. That's right. Uh, even in the midst of desperation. And then, you know, like you mentioned in verse too, um, when he transitions to talking about the light. And I mean, when, when you are desperate, um, when you are walking through difficulty, everything is dark around you. And, you know, for the believer, we have the light of Christ in us. So therefore we are the light of Christ to those around us. Um, but you know, for those who are without Christ and apart from Christ, it's, it is symbolic, like you said, that, that when we light up our Christmas tree in our house, we are reminding our kids, man, we, we want to be uh, just like this tree, that we want to be light in the midst of darkness. What That's is right. that? Matthew 5, 18. Let your light shine before others so that they may see Jesus in you. That's right. 
Um, and so that's why we have this huge Christmas tree in our parking lot here at the church. Um, because when it's lit up at night, we want to remind everybody, listen, it may be dark in the world around you, uh, but man, there is hope in the light of Christ. Um, and then, uh, you know, verses three through four of Isaiah nine, it, you know, the prophet mentions joy, like we can have joy, like even in all of the things that are, that, that is happening around us, you can have joy, even in the most sorrowful moments. You know, when I think of Christmas so often, I think of that word joy. Yeah. I mean, I, I, and that's another great song, right? Joy to the world. Um, the Lord has come. Um, you know, let us all rejoice because the King has finally arrived. He has finally um, made his presence among us, right? Um, and then in the last part, though, when it's talking about the government and it's talking about all of these different things, there, um, it's this sense of peace That's right. that is just entering into the world. Yeah. And even in the midst of chaos, even in the midst of, of whatever is taking place. And I think that we could all recognize chaotic moments, but, you know, at this time when, when the prophet is giving this to the people, um, chaos was simply abounding. I mean, it was a chaotic um, time. It was a time where um, it was difficult to, to understand the nearness or presence of God. And for them to hear, hey, but peace is on the way. That's right. um, and then you see moments just all throughout Jesus's ministry when he just exemplified peace. Yeah. To everyone around him. That's right. You know, whether it was at the the wedding and Jesus provides additional wine at the wedding, and it's like a sense of relief. Like, okay, wow, Jesus, you you just really stepped in, and even as insi- insignificant as it may be, as um, just having more wine at this wedding, um, you know, the, it's a sense of peace. And Jesus in Mark chapter four, when he's asleep at the front of the the boat and the disciples are wigging out, right? Because the the waves are crashing around them and they wake them to Jesus. Do you not even care? Yeah. Do you not even care about us that we are perishing? And Jesus just gets up, he speaks, and he says, Peace be still. And the waves obeyed him, the winds obeyed him. That's right. And that's who Jesus is. He is peace. And he is peace, not just for nature around us, but he's peace for our heart within us. Absolutely. Yeah. And only because of Christmas is that possible. That's right. Yeah. That's, it's a it's a good challenge. I think a good encouragement for, for us and, um, as Christ followers specifically for us as, as dads, um, you know, we get to model Jesus. We we get to, to truly live out his words as well. And so if Jesus was someone who brought calm, brought peace, brought joy, I want to emulate that. I want my kids, I want my my coworkers and my friends to see that. And so, like when I walk in the door tonight, does peace walk in with me? You know, does joy walk in with Man, me? That's good. And so, entering into this season, I, I want to be able to to um, be a great follower of Jesus. Who people would say, "Man, when when they look at Todd or they look at Pastor Michael or others on staff or, or whoever's listening to this, man, I, I see Jesus through this person." Yeah. Man, that's such a good point. And and so many times, though, in the Christmas season, it is everything but peace. That's right. That's right. It is everything but Christ. Yeah. 
Um, it is everything but joy. I mean, we, we feel this season, you know, you alluded to it earlier, you know, with just packing in our schedules with everything. I, so Luke 2.15, uh, I'm going to jump real fast, do Todd. It. Let's do it. Uh, Luke 2.15 says, When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see uh, this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. The NIV says this. It says, when the angels had left them and gone to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see what has happened, what the Lord has told us about. It is this idea of we have to hurry to see what God has done. Absolutely. And um, so hurrying is not evil in and of itself, right? Right. Um, the problem is when we le- live in a state of hurried behavior or uh, rushed, uh, we're never in the moment and we're only having to get the next thing done, the next task accomplished, the next gift bought, the next dinner. Because here, here's the truth. Uh, you know, you see it at Thanksgiving and you see it at Christmas. You are either cleaning your house or you're packing the car. That's right. All right. You're either cleaning the house. And packing the car. And look, for your family, for my family, um, packing the car means that that uh, at least a third of your home is inside that Absolutely. car That's right. uh, to make a successful on trip. On top, we've got, we a, got, the, we've hitch. got, got the hitch. Okay, everything. Right. I mean, um, we are the Griswolds, you know, right. um, trying to just... Who, who uh, are they, Pastor Michael? It's it's a family. That's right. Yeah, that, from the Old Testament. From the Old yeah. Testament. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Griswolds, uh, yeah, that's a fun. Anyways, yeah, we can't talk about the Griswolds because um, they were always in a hurry and never appreciated uh, the true story of Christmas. But right. um, I'll, t- I'll tell you though, um, that's been a challenge for me personally. Is I want to, I want to slow down so that, like you're talking about. Um, not only do I want to slow down so that I can be in the presence of the Lord, but I can slow down enough that I can be uh, Christ to those around me so that I can be intentional. You, you cannot be intentional and be in a hurry at the same time. It's true. Yeah. It's impossible. And you know, Jesus, he lived an unhurried life here on earth, and yet he accomplished more than any other person on earth. Yeah. And uh, so I think about that a lot, and especially um, during, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, this holiday season, um, I think about that a lot. I'm like, man, how can I slow my family down so that we can just be in the presence of the Lord um, and fully focus in on Him? That's good. Yeah. Anything to add to that? No, I'm in total agreement. I think you're right. I think it's... A great time to, to slow down, to spend time with your church family, with your family, to take those special um, just times and those special moments to uh, to be with uh, people during this time. And if we're going to hurry, we, we hurry to spend time with the Lord. We hurry to share His joy. We, we hurry uh, to celebrate the, the coming King. That's right. You know, and Todd, we, we know, listen, you're, you're experiencing this actually with your mom, you know, that... Uh, Man, holidays seasons can also be very, very difficult. Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, how long has it been since your dad passed away? Uh, just over eight years. Eight years, yeah. and so you had to walk through this yeah. newness with your mom eight years ago of of transitioning 
you know, holiday season, because when we talk about, man, we got to pack the car, you know, people that may be listening, they may, man, I wish I could just yeah. be packing the car for my family. Right. You know, I wish that I was having to travel to go see family. And, um, it, you know, I, I tell you, um, I, I talk to a lot of people through this and, um, you know, I love this that says in Proverbs eight seventeen, I love those who love me and those who search for me, find me. Yeah, I, I know that that's a like maybe a strange verse to think about uh, for the holidays, uh, but man, I find a ton of peace in that for me personally. That and and for those that you may find yourself, you know, I don't have family around me. I don't. Um, first of all, uh, if you don't have family around you, we will get family around you. Yeah. And second of all, um, I love the fact that because Jesus came, uh, because. Uh, Christmas happened and Jesus dwelt among us. Uh, the promises that Jesus gives us of him not forsaking us, him not leaving us, are true because the fact that he came and dwelt among man. And when you seek him, you find him. And so uh, I just want to give that encouragement because I know it's not easy. Yeah. Um, and so we want to know that we want you to know uh, that you have a church family right here at Green Acres. Uh, make plans to join us any Sunday. Uh, any other things that they can plug into? I think that's great. And yeah, so if you're listening to this before December 4th, we have a Christmas tree lighting on December 4th. What time is that at, Pastor Michael? S- uh, 5 p.m. That's right. It starts at 5. We'll light it sometime after that. And then, of course, we have our candlelight services on December 24th, um, Christmas Eve. And we have two services, one at 4 p.m. and one at 6 p.m. We would love for you all to join us. That's right. Hey, uh, we do want you to know we love you. Uh, Merry Christmas to you, and uh, we'll see you again soon. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode and joining in on our conversation. If you liked what you heard or you want to know more about Green Acres, go check out our website at GABC.org or follow us on Instagram at GABC underscore Tyler. Have a great day.